Hey listeners, Alice here again. I thought I would record another cheeky chat with you. This one is for all ages. In the last cheeky chat, I shared three things that I'd been doing for my mental health and they were quieting down my unhelpful thoughts by giving them a silly name, looking for awe and making time to do the things I love. The cool thing about looking after your mental health is that what you do to protect and boost it can change and in fact, it is normal for it to do so. For instance, running, bushwalking, surfing and swimming have always been my go-to for giving my mood a boost. However, a few months ago, I received full thickness burns on both my feet. And no, I was not walking on coals in a remote island in Fiji, having meditated for 10 hours beforehand. I was just unlucky and a little clumsy. This happened at the same time as moving away from our beautiful community and into a new area. Therefore, I had no mates. Poor Nigel with his no friends, I could really relate. My feet are now fine, but for about six weeks, I couldn't really walk at all and I wasn't allowed to go in the ocean. I couldn't sit or stand for long periods. And the most comfortable place for me was lying down, staring up at my ceiling. My friends and family secretly believed that I would sink into a cloud of despair. My own kids started hatching a game plan for dealing with a heightened level of crankiness. But honestly, I was okay. It helped that everyone was super kind to me, but I also found three new ways to look after my mental health. So I figured I would share them with you now. First thing, there's a story about a prisoner of war who was held captive in Vietnam for seven years. His name was Jim Stockdale. He was tortured, he lost friends, and he was often in solitary confinement. Despite this, Stockdale went on to live a life of purpose and relative happiness. He lectured in stoicism, had good relationships, and even ran for Vice President of the United States of America. He was asked what helped him through that horrific time. And he said every day it was being able to identify what I could and could not control. Stockdale said he would then shift all of his focus and energy to what he could control and let go of the rest. Now I talk about this a bit with teachers, so I tried it on myself. I drew a circle and outside I wrote all of the things I could not control. The weather, the rain, my feet, not being active, what other people thought of me. And inside the circle, I wrote the one thing I knew I could control. How I treat others today. Every day when I could feel frustration rising, I would simply ask myself, is this something I can control? And if the answer was no, I said, let it go. Number two, I spent more time with animals. I may have gone a little overboard, purchasing two goats, a puppy, three rabbits, a bearded dragon, a lizard, and five chickens. Parents, relax. I'm not suggesting for you to do the same or need to do for the mental well-being of your kids, but it worked for me. Just pausing, patting an animal, marveling at them and their unique nature, shifting the focus from my pain to what they might be needing, it really helped. And finally, number three, I listened to more music than I ever had before. 
And yes, some of them may have been growing in mind songs on repeat, but also Dolly Parton, Fleetwood Mac, U2, Hamilton, Encanto and Xavier Rudd, they were with me every day. Their songs put things in perspective, brought my family and I joy, and were a total circuit breaker. So there you have it, folks, letting go of what I couldn't control, spending time with animals and listening to music. Now, connect with us and tell us what you find helps your mental health. We love hearing from you. And that's it for now. Until the next cheeky chat with Alice, take care of your lovely mind.